0: and Billy here. The Earth Riot Radio. We welcome you here at the Church of Stop Shopping. We're talking to you from lovely downtown Brooklyn, New York, and it is a lovely fall, late fall, early winter day, coming up on the winter solstice. We're wondering in the church just exactly why it is that people can't talk to each other. Look each other in the eye and talk honestly about what's happening to us. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the apocalypse. I'm talking about the extinction. I'm talking about this nightmare that we are sharing. We just got back from Glasgow, Scotland. Those of you who've been following our radio show, you you know we were there. And we saw pretty much firsthand, we saw the billionaires stare into the eyes of the well meaning environmentalists, and what do those billionaires say? Well, there's nothing much we can do. Oh, gotta keep drilling for oil. I am burning that burning that gas and putting CO two into the atmosphere. Yes, sir, but uh the jet streams are tied up in knots now. They're collapsing. And uh we just discovered the Atlantic Ocean has overrun the Arctic, and uh well. <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll just have to. Uh, I'll see you at the next COP, COP 28. Let's get together then. What? What? We are like Wiley Coyote, that cartoon character that goes off the edge of the cliff and keeps performing for the viewer on the television because he's not aware that he's about to fall through space for about three miles. And you and I, unlike Wiley, we're not cartoon figures. We're not going to bounce back up and walk away. Now, 250,000 of us have died in the last 12 months from climate change related extreme events. The virus, the fire, the flood, the heat waves, the droughts, it's just all over. It seems like every valley is flooding and every mountain's on fire. And we can't discuss this? That meteorologist is standing in front of Paradise, California. Remember this? It's just a couple years ago. He looks the camera right in the eye. He's got his microphone and his nice haircut. And he can't bring himself to say the phrase, climate change. Well, we have got an idea about what the problem is and what we can do something about it, what kind of action we can take. We have an idea in the church. We're gonna share it with you after just a little bit of Earth Hallelujah music. Somebody give me an Earthhalluya.
1: What did you do to the great outdoors? To our children's children, why and why for? You couldn't decide about that thing called life. You wanted more gas, more guns, more sacrifice. Will a child from the future knock on your door? Will she say I'm a dead kid from 2044? You don't seem to want your future anymore, but the future wants more life. Life I am the X in extension. You fools, your children's children from 2044.
2: children's children from 2044. I am looking for a vacation in the gray
0: is real, extinction is here. That's the answer to the riddle that I posed at the top of the show. Why can't we talk about this nightmare we're sharing? So we believe that we're afraid, especially people who live in the United States, we're afraid of the earth. And it may be because our whole program here, once the Pilgrim stepped on the shore, has been to convert nature into wealth. And so there might be some shame going on here. We've been murdering the earth and people who defend the earth from the moment we got here, converting it into money. At any rate, we put the earth in the background and keep it there. We don't really take the earth seriously. Why is that? Well, if the earth was in the room with us, if if we accepted that the earth is right here and alive, and active doing things uh, some of the things that the earth is doing are wonderful like a, a delicate flower unfurling in the springtime some of it's a superstorm some of it's a, <laughs> a heat wave of a, a flood yeah when when our house gets blown down then we accept that the earth is right here and the earth is very alive well we have to accept that proximity of the earth in order to accept that this extinction is going on. To accept the reality of of today, you have to turn and face the tradition of hundreds of years and say, no, I'm gonna do it another way now. This is not the way, I'm not gonna demote the earth. I'm not gonna pretend the earth isn't here. Well, hard to do. Let's try to do it together. The other day, Teddy Tam Tam, the filmmaker of the Church of Stop Shopping, and I—we decided, let's let's confront this Earth thing. Let's just go to Times Square and preach that the Earth is alive. <sighs> to you know, ordinary folks, families. I think that you can kind of picture who's there. Listen to this. Earth, Alleluia.
3: Underneath this pavement. It's the sky above the buildings. It's the air in our bodies. It is our bodies. We are the earth, too. The earth is alive. The earth is a living thing. Did we forget that? is alive, let's keep it living, so that we can live ourselves, the earth is alive, oh, the earth, the earth, the earth is alive, and on this Thanksgiving, let's be grateful, to this earth! This earth is alive! Where we stand, where we breathe, it's living! The earth! you're feeling? Like, yes! Somebody give me in earth-a-lu-ya! 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 earth a lu earth a earth a earth a earth a Amen! Happy Thanksgiving!
4: I think um, I wanted to spend the last few moments talking about your uh, the the Gaia theory which you've been involved with in in a very fundamental way I'm wondering if you could explain that a bit to the audience
5: sure the Gaia concept is that the surface of the earth is regulated and modulated physiologically that is the temperature of the earth and the acidity and the concentration of gases like oxygen and methane are not here by chance alone. They're here as a product of interaction of the organisms. So what we have been generally as people considering the environment to which life is adapting the passive life is adapting to, an, to the environment that's changing is the wrong way to look at it. The way you want to look at it is life is actively changing its environment and then it is responding to that but after responding it's changing it more right. so that it's not a monologue and it's historically
4: a plants and bacteria have made the greatest contribution to this change. Huge
5: contribution to changes and if we would obliterate life on earth as a gedanken, as a thought experiment, which we seem to be doing anyway, but if we did obliterate it, the Earth would tend toward a position between Mars and Venus. In other words, we would get very much drier, we would have temperatures that between that we get very much more acidic, these are acidic planets, and the reason the Earth is wet and alkaline and full of oxygen in the presence of methane, which reacts with oxygen, the reason the Earth has these surface features is because of the activity of evolving life on the surface. That's basically the idea. But. It's-
6: Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. In an effort to boost revenue and protect the environment, the Biden administration laid out plans to make fossil fuel companies pay more to drill on federal lands and waters. The 18-page Interior Department report describes an outdated federal oil and gas leasing program that fails to provide a fair return to taxpayers, even before factoring in the resulting climate-related costs. The document calls for increasing the government's royalty rate to be more in line with the higher rates charged by most private landowners and major oil and gas-producing states. The current rate is just 12.5%. It also makes the case for raising the bond companies must set aside for cleanup before they begin new development. The long-awaited Interior Department report comes just days after Biden released 50 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in an effort to combat rising gasoline prices. Earlier this month, Biden also approved the largest sale of offshore oil and gas leases in U.S. history in the Gulf of Mexico which a government analysis said could generate up to 1.1 billion barrels of oil and 4.42 trillion cubic feet of natural gas in the coming decades. A devastating explosion in a Siberian coal mine Thursday left 52 miners and rescuers dead about 250 meters underground. Hours after a methane gas explosion and fire filled the mine with toxic fumes, Rescuers found 14 bodies, but then were forced to halt the search for 38 others because of a buildup of methane and carbon monoxide gas from the fire. Another 239 people were rescued. It was the deadliest mine accident in Russia since 2010, when two methane explosions and a fire killed 91 people at the Respadeskaya mine in the same Kemerovo region. The Arctic Ocean has been getting warmer since the beginning of the 20th century, decades earlier than records suggest, due to warmer water flowing into the delicate polar ecosystem from the Atlantic Ocean. The rate of warming in the Arctic is more than double the global average due to feedback mechanisms. Atlantification is one of the causes of warming in the Arctic. However, instrumental records capable of monitoring this process, such as satellites, only go back about 40 years. As the Arctic Ocean gets warmer, it causes the ice in the polar region to melt, which in turn affects global sea levels. As the ice melts, it exposes more of the ocean's surface to the sun, releasing heat and raising air temperatures. As the Arctic continues to warm, it will melt the permafrost, which stores huge amounts of methane, a far more damaging greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. An international team of researchers has found that instituting community policing into several communities in six countries in the southern hemisphere did little to improve trust in police, and did not reduce crime rates. Community policing involves members of the police spending more time among the people they serve in their local communities. A team of researchers with the Institute for Atmospheric and Climate Science in Zurich has found evidence that indicates that stands of trees can reduce land surface area temperatures in cities up to 12 degrees Celsius. Following intense commercial hunting from the 1930s to the 1950s, scientists and community members are seeing signs that the manatee population in the Amazon is growing. A study carried out in the Peacock, Peru, A study carried out in the state of Amazonas shows large manatee populations nearby human communities apparently coexisting in peace. Threats still remain in the form of poaching and accidental capture. Humpback whale song is about finding, not attracting, other whales. The inherent variation of humpback whale song is a form of echolocation. Analysis of the variations produced by whales and recorded off the coast of Hawaii, uncovered mechanisms within songs that may be comparable to those at work in the eyes of land animals as they examine their environment. Reproduction plays a potential role in the songs, but the purpose of humpback whale song is not to attract, but rather to find other whales. And here the song of the humpback whale.
3: The earth is on on its way. I don't know what that means for us and our children. But the earth is rising up. We know it is with the wildfires and the viruses and the starvation and the heat waves and the
4: tornadoes. The earth is moving all the time. We're in a pocket of safety right now, surrounded by these corporate advertisements. The earth is going to overwhelm all of this. The earth is going to flip this culture upside down and inside out. So just go over to the Disney store and wait underneath the Mickey Mouse sign, okay? Superstorms are messages.
3: Earth is reaching out to us. Let's reply. Let's listen. The earth is on its way.
7: In as little as 30 years time, humankind could be in the grip of a global catastrophe caused by global warming. That's the view of the free-thinking scientist James Lovelock. He believes that what he calls global heating rather than global warming will wipe out much of life on Earth by the end of the century. In his new book, The Vanishing Face of Gaia, he says the human population could fall to anything between a hundred million and a billion. It's now six going on seven. Mr. Lovelock is the founder of the Gaia theory that the Earth exists as a single organism and regulates itself and he's here with me now. Jim, welcome. Thank you. You You talk about the catastrophe that's pending for mankind and so on. What exactly is the catastrophe? What will happen?
8: Mostly the four horsemen. Famine, plague, war. I've forgotten what the fourth one is, perhaps you can remind me.
7: Not immediately. (laughs) Mostly the four horsemen. Yes. And so people will die suddenly or gradually?
8: It'll vary. In some places they'll die miserably and slowly, in others it'll be killed in a war or in a catastrophe like a a sudden flood. And places like Bangladesh, for example, are so low-lying that uh, as sea level rises steadily, there'll be a tropical typhoon come in that'll lift water onto it and kill an awful lot of people.
7: And the numbers that are going to be killed are literally in the billions. I'm afraid so. Five or six billion.
8: as a scientist I can never be certain about anything it's part of our creed you can't be certain but the odds are very high that we won't escape the disasters up ahead
7: that's key isn't it because the optimist not not a cockeyed optimist but the optimist would say that humankind it's always late in coming to terms with dangers and problems but it gets there in the end. Right. I mean, could humankind avert this this catastrophe?
8: I don't think so, and this is where I differ from many, many others, scientists and politicians, that they talk of a tipping point, that uh, we go so far and then there's catastrophe, but it implies that you can go back if you don't reach the tipping point. I don't think we can. I think it's more like an ever-increasing slope. I don't know whether you've ever been in mountains and climbed, but quite often from a high mountain, there are gullies going down. Some are a path to safety down below. Others just get steeper and steeper and throw you over, and it's more like one of those.
4: I'm calling today's message, good or bad versus live or die. Good or bad versus live or die. The children, in the world of environmental advocacy, there are two kinds of orgs. They're the big outfits like uh, the Sierra Club who try to make us more good and less bad. All the big money NGOs, with the profound exception of Greenpeace, are in that good or bad category. Then there are the live or die people. These groups have names like Center for Biological Diversity and Mountain Keepers and global justice now. They don't ask the question, do you want to be good? They ask, do you want to live? Their read on the data coming in from the natural sciences is that we have a decision to make about our survival. This is completely different than being good. The bromides of ethical shopping, carbon trading are to these folks an infuriating distraction. They say confront death and do what it takes to live. The live or die people know that action must be taken immediately and so they take on the aggressive narcotics of consumer culture, the advertising, the debt, the daily exhaustion, the sports, the porn, the celebrities. The impact of living through products is a dazzling gradualism for individuals and for institutions as well. How is it possible to penetrate the mental environment of consumer society and shout, there is a terrible emergency here? How can we act when heroism, genius, courage, heightened emotionality, and all the desperate cliffhanger plots are already being used to sell us products, good or bad, is just where consumerism wants us to be, back in the predictable stories that tell us you can be sure of yourself, with lots of planning, projections, number crunching, live or die. Explodes With creativity And necessary confusion We forgive ourselves In advance For that confusion, amen We know sometimes Mayhem Is what creates the next thing We are saving ourselves It's got to be at least partly Well A miracle Something we don't understand Like Love. And we
0: have goodbye time all of a sudden. That's right, I just wanna say that we have a show coming up December 16th at the Flamboyant in downtown New York, downtown Manhattan. You're welcome to come. We have also a uh, calling out for resources to be shared. Please donate if if you can. If you want to, here we are revbilly.com Earthalia. A tall order today. Be honest by accepting extinction is happening. How do we deal with that? Listen to the Earth culture people. And then these special compassionate scientists coming in from this other direction, Lynn Margulis and James Lovelock and the Gaia theory. Well, these are hard times fascinating times but not easy let's work together shall we let's work together full of love hard work and laughter and music somebody give me an earth out there now hey, earth hey, hallelujah